Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right. Um, outside temperature, we have five degrees. View minus five. And then I uh, just want to check this. We're on 500 meters. Okay. So for the next exercise, I have to go outside, um, standing a little bit away from the from the piston bully, getting the w uh, wind direction and getting the wind strength. But you have to excuse me for a second. Welcome to the Adventure Podcast. What you've just heard is Koba Stadler leaving the warmth of his snowcat to step onto a skiway on the Schermacher Oasis in Antarctica to take a weather forecast. Last year, Pip Saunders, who is the podcast producer, was in Antarctica with her husband Ben, who has um, something of a polar history. Uh, you might have heard of him. They spent a while in the White Desert Camp, where she met a load of folks on the ground that kind of keep the wheels turning and decided to record their stories. Uh, when she got back, I listened to them and I loved them, and now here they are. So, following on from our episode with Spike, uh, this is a little bit more Antarctica for you, but it's 50 years on from when our last guest was there, and obviously so much has changed. The infrastructure is incredible, and um, Cobus's main job is to keep the skiway uh, where the planes land into White Desert uh, running and operating successfully. Pip and Cobus cover such topics as isolation, uh, hanging out with a small crew in a big place, what it's like to endure an Antarctic storm. So it's all very relevant to what we're enduring at the moment because at the time of recording, we're three or four days into the enforced coronavirus quarantine in the UK and around the world. And alongside this mini-series, uh, we're in the middle of putting together very quickly what we're going to be calling the Solitude Specials. We've spoken to some guests that we've had before and some that we haven't about times in their lives on expedition and otherwise where they've had to be self-sufficient, self-reliant or forced into quarantine or isolated or had to cope with long periods of unknown. We've spoken to Ben Saunders, Andy Kirkpatrick, Megan Hine, Hazel Findlay and in the next few days I'm due to record with Tim Howell and Guy Buckingham, a Navy submarine commander. So with any luck we'll be pushing out a few more podcasts than usual in the hope that they help in some way to endure this enforced quarantine. But for now, uh, let me introduce you to Pip Saunders and Cobus Stadler. Could you please tell me who you are and where we are right now? All right, my name is Cobus. Um, we're sitting in a, in a piston bully and we're in Antarctica uh, on top of a hill 
on the glacier at uh, Witsuway Skiway. Um, yeah, and the wind is, is pretty strong. We have a 20 knots wind. And uh, yeah, it's an open, vast, vast area uh, with nothing inside. And could you just tell me, tell our listeners exactly what a piston bully is? So a uh, piston bully is uh, a miniaturized tank with um, big tracks on them and it looks like a little scorpion. Um, it has a rotilla in the back that cuts up the, um, uh, roughens up the, the glacier uh, with, the, with the blade in front that clears away the snowdrift. So it's just like, um, it looks like a, minute of a miniaturized tank uh, in the form of a scorpion. And uh, what are you doing in Antarctica? Um, yeah, I do a bit of everything. Um, main uh, position is general hand, but then um, I've done some experience driving heavy equipment, and then I got chucked into uh, piston bullying, driving, and then um, from that I just uh, uh, progressed fr- uh, to weather reporting, piston bully driving, and then I just assist everybody with what everything needs to be done. And yeah, it's a it's a great experience. Cool. Okay, so. How did this all start? Well, a friend of mine visited me on a farm, a Belgium fella, and uh, we had a couple of beers, big fire um, and in the morning hours. He mentioned that he is planning on coming to Antarctica through wide, wide desert. And we had a chat and then um, a couple of days passed. He told me to, uh, if I'm interested to, to drop my CV at wide desert. So I did uh, visit their office in Cape Town and yeah six months later um, on the 13th of November we've landed at uh, Wolfgang runway um, it's just been an amazing experience leaving Cape Town and coming here to this to this incredible continent it's just uh, uh, being a coming from a from a farming background being a fourth generation farmer in the in a, in a Karoo South African Karoo um, Coming here is just really, really a massive uh, uh, privilege and uh, experiencing, um, yeah, experiencing nature. Okay, so are there any similarities between your farming background and being here? Um, yeah, I think isolation is, 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 is the, the, the Karoo is very vast and open and isolation is a big factor, uh, far away from shops, towns. So that has definitely contributed. And then um, um, I really enjoy meeting people, enjoying um, meeting people that has a, a like-minded people, having an interest in nature, have interest in, in, in adventure. And, and this is what, what the, the package, my experience with the package of, of working for White Desert is just so much great individuals. Um, a lot of like, uh, well, I think we're about 16, 17 in, um, nationalities and, and everybody just gets along so well because we're, we're very like-minded. We're, very, uh, we're all in the middle of nowhere and we make the best of our circumstances. And, um, and and you make do. You, you you can't just drop down to the shop to get a packet of nails. There's your preparation on preparation on preparation on everything. And you just literally measure measure twice, measure three times, cut once. Uh, principle, uh, you really have to be resource-wise. Um, and I think that's a massive, massive... Uh, um, uh, um, yeah... Uh, background of, 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 of what, you, what, 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 what it takes to, to survive in Antarctica is just you really have to 
to to to make use of what you have absolutely and while you're down here you've you've you're really in charge of the skiway and you've become a bit of an expert i think so do you want to talk me through how you make a blue ice skiway yeah um it being very green but uh, being very inquisitive as well and i've just been plucking everybody's minds uh, the whole time i've been here and especially uh, uh the, the the older guys um so what a skiway is is just blue glacier it is it is it is it's, it's an ice ring it is it is slippery it's hard it's, it's it's rugged so to create something that is it is level and fall into specs for 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 a plane to land um is a bit of a challenge um working around with temperatures um uh getting getting the the cordray on the on the skiway um what's the cordray co- yeah, cordray is is creating a a, a crystal layer um, on the skiway that the plane can actually grip on. It's like uh, sugar coating a cake. Um, and what makes it a bit of a, a bit of a discipline is if if the temperature are too warm, you're creating very small crystals like having uh, having sugar or or icing sugar, and that will just be be blown away by the wind or the sun will just uh, melt it very very fast. Um, if the temperatures are around minus eight minus ten, you're getting a little bit of a bigger crystal that has more surface that has more grip, and you have a much much better product um, at the end of the day. And um, it it really boils down to safe landings and safe takeoffs for the for the for the for the pilots and for the Basslers, and that's that's the 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 t- challenge behind it is creating something um, that 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 that's that safe because it it, it carries a, a lot of weight and, and for myself um, I it, it it it's a responsibility and it's a responsibility of the of the pilot and his passengers and the, and 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 the, um, and having 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 a proper landing and having a proper uh, group for the for the for for the for the skiway and um like even this 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 morning i started off at uh, one o'clock and um after yesterday yesterday was a was a full day full 15 20 hour day uh, this morning um starting off at one o'clock in the morning uh, temperatures were uh, minus one a uh, bit of a challenge getting a quadray to to settle and around three o'clock the temperature just dropped to minus four and i got a really good uh quadray on the on the skiway and I'm, I'm i'm pretty proud of the product and uh, so yeah, we'll uh, see what uh, what the pilot's feedback will be. But I'm 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 quite chuffed. Amazing! I can corroborate that the skiway is looking very good, and we are sitting waiting, hopefully, for a basler to come in this evening. But maybe tomorrow morning. Does it matter the temperature at which the plane lands? Uh, not that much. But uh, you don't want you don't want uh, um, you want you don't want melting you don't want melts on the on the skiway. So. Uh, temperature everything is a package the, your your wind direction your your wind speed gust um your q and h everything cloud height everything is 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 is, is a package that um i've formalized um on the axials at the skiway give it through to the pilots and 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 they make the decision they make the final decision uh, if they feel safe to land or not um so um if if the weather is slightly um turning We'll do an hourly for 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 three hours before landing. We'll do a, a weather ops actuals on the skiway, and then um, just giving the pilots as much information as required, um, as we've done um, a couple of minutes ago.
Do you want to tell me what it's like to be stuck in a whiteout in Antarctica? Wow, um, yeah, whiteout in Antarctica, I don't think any t- anything can prepare you for that. It was, a, it was an amazing experience for myself, it's very, very scary. Um, been to Atka Bay, um, arrived there midday and that night a seven-day whiteout hit us. Um, it's extreme. It's it's it is flapping tents. It's howling winds. It's you can't see five meters in front of you. Um, if you go outside to, to to shovel snow, the wind is actually so strong it takes your breath away. You you struggle to breathe. You have to you have to, to create a little vacuum for just to to gasp air. Um, and then it's just you know it just really really it plays with your mind. If you if you if you if you turn around. And you don't have a, have a, a point of focus. You're just completely. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Disorientated. So you, you, you put up lifelines, you put up ropes, you, you tie yourself to, to pigs. Um, and I don't think anything can compare you for it. It is just so extreme. It is, it is nature at, at its, its, its complete extremist. Um, Nothing can compare for it, and then you just you just sit in a tent. Uh, the tent is three meters by four meter tent, a little weather dome, and um, you just have to to keep yourself occupied by reading and singing and and making jokes. And uh, yeah, the, what what really gets you is is is, is that is that um, getting stuck, is stuck in that very small area, and you have to go outside every two hours to to dig yourself or dig the doors open. And even my tent, a couple of uh, the whole time is like every three hours you have to get up and and and, and dug yourself out of your tent. Your tent is like completely um, uh, snow covered, and you're like a little um, crawling out of a cocoon. <laughs> it's a uh, it's a, it's an amazing experience, um, and it it, it 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 moves your mind. It really moves your mind, and how fragile we are. But also the experience of being in Antarctica, and, and and that's a true Antarctica. It's just, it is this, this place is so vast, it is so unpredictable, and it's constantly changing. Um, love it to bits. How did you cope? Like, what were your thoughts when you were stuck there for seven days? Well, your line of thought, you really have to 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 prepare your line of thought and 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 keep it as positive positive as you can, um, because you do not want to go into a negative spiral. Uh, especially in a, in a whiteout, going into any form of, of, of stress, so you just uh, you just feed yourself with positive thoughts. You 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 sing songs. You you hum with yourself. You're reading positive books. You're re- listening to positive, um, up, um, um, uplifting music. 
um, and you just have chats and, 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 and you, you just try to feed your mind with as much positivity as you can because you're having, you're having flapping uh, tents to constantly in your sleep at night. You're waking up and you have this wind flapping. You have howling winds um, and uh, you, you realize that it's, it's, it's minus 10 outside. Um, it's it is life threatening. It is it, it 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 can things can go wrong, but but you don't want to to visit that part of your mind. You just really want to feed yourself with with positivity, and you don't allow negative thoughts in your mind. You just it is it 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 really moves your your thoughts. It really moves you. And what happens when the whiteout ends? Does the sky suddenly clear, or like how does it happen? Well. Um, <laughs> I was privileged enough to have uh, have two days with with still have uh, um, snowdrift after the whiteout, and then the second whiteout hit another five day whiteout. So it was uh, it was uh, uh, extreme on an extreme. Um, so yeah, it, but it was uh, it was amazing. It was just it was just this energy, um, and then you just you you, you carry on. It's, just, it's you man up and you carry on, and then uh, after. After the the second whiteout, um, we we literally dug the tents open, um, spent uh, two days on preparing the ski way again because the ski way was completely full of full of snowdrift. Um, even the, some areas up to 600 um, uh, millimeter high, and um, so uh, we spent a lot of effort on preparing the ski way. And then Bezer came and uh, we did a crew swap around. But uh, what an amazing experience. <laughs> amazing. Next Antarctic um, life lesson. How do you make water? Water, yeah. Water is, uh, is, is, is so vital in, in this area because it, it's, it, everything is ice, everything is snow, but then everything is frozen as well. And we, it, it, is, it is a desert. The climate is so, so dry. Um, so water is a bit of a challenge. Um, water is being up at um, um, Atka and uh, Wolfang water is being boiled. We have small boilers, we have uh, Wobastos that we melt them with, um, uh, scrape snow, take them in a shovel and then you'll have like uh, maybe a third of the amount of, 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 of water uh, after melting all the snow. Um, at um, Wissaway Camp we have a lake so we had to, we, we, we drilled a hole and um, uh, the the the, uh, the the ice was still a couple of meters thick, so we we drilled a hole, and through the season it, it starts melting, uh, pumping it up in barrels. So so water is very very vital, and uh, and it's not just opening a tap. It's literally it is being water wise. You really take care of your of your of your of your drinking water, take care of your of your of your grey waters. You really take care of every every bit of 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 of. Uh, of, of, of water and, and waste as well. Waste management, water management is so vital. Do you think uh, the experience of living here will change how you use water when you go back home? Well, coming from a farming background and coming from uh, the Karoo that is also very desertly like, um, water has always been, 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 been part of our lives. And um, back home we, we have boreholes. They're, they're 120 meters deep where we have to uh, collect the w uh, water from solar pumps or from from windmill um, windmill pumps so 
in preparation water has always been um, a part of our lives and part of um, to, to, to manage it and, and being water wise being very very uh, just being critical on how you use your waters and 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 not wasted. It's just like uh, water's not just coming from a reservoir when you open a tap and let it just run. You really have to take care of your leakages, your usage, your showers, everything. You really has to has to be mindful. And how, you've been here two months now. Is that right? Yeah, landed on the on the thirteenth of November, and yeah. yeah. So, and the staff here are commenting on how the landscape has really changed since they've been here even, what, six weeks. Um, and you're seeing a lot of that. Is, do you find that scary or is it making you think about how we should be doing things different? Like what thoughts are coming from living in this environment at the end of the world? Yeah, this is this is this is an amazing place. It is constantly changing. Everything is changing. The glaciers are moving. Some glaciers are moving like 150 to 180 meters per year. Um, it is just everything is shifting. The glaciers are moving. Ice are melting. Snow are moving. Uh, snow drifts. Um, yeah, it is. If it is a constantly changing environment. And then just speaking to the guys that's been here for that has came to Antarctica for the last uh, couple of years, and 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 getting grasp on their experience and on, 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 on how warm it is because it's been very very warm um, year. It's just yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. When I think Antarctica. <coughs> I'm like, oh, it must be at least minus 10 or something like that. And it, as you just said, we just did the runway report and it's five degrees. That's a bit mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's 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 unusual. It's uh, very unusual. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Don't worry. Yeah, what were All you right. trying to say? Yeah, just basically just this this uh, life. It's just uh, it's camping. It's extreme camping. It's living, living in a tent. It's... Um, uh, W- managing everything, managing your time, managing your relationships, managing, um, uh, and then managing life mm. um, with your family background. And everybody of us working over here, we have families back around, back back home. Mm. And white desert, um, and the guys back in Cape Town just being so amazing, um, trying to make it so home as possible, uh, sending us gifts. Um, I had my birthday on the 17th. And uh, the guy sent me uh, signed um, uh, birthday cards all the way from Cape Town office and also from uh, from Wolfang. And I appreciate it so, so much because, you know, the, the guys really make effort around small, small details. And, uh, um, you know, that, 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 that hardly effort, that warm um, uh, personal touch to, 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 to detail is really, really special. And, yeah, it's just... It's just um, and also the sun that never sets. You know, it's just, yeah. it, it just moves your mind that you wake up like 2 o'clock in the morning and it's still so bright. It's just, you can literally like yeah. read a book, a tree. But it's amazing how everyone adapts so quickly, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah, the sun's still up, but you kind of know it's evening. And yeah. yeah. Um, last question. If I asked Sean this earlier, if I if I told you as a 14 year old boy you'll be driving a piston bully um, looking after skiways in Antarctica like would you believe would you have believed that or 
would you have been excited? Like, were you an adventurous child, or would you have just been like, "You're mad. I'm never going to leave my farm." Like, what, 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 what do you think your 14-year-old self would have said? Uh, do you have the lotto ticket numbers? <laughs> um, no, it was just when I was a young youngster. It was rugby and farming, and that was that was my my my, my life. Um, I spend a lot of time up in the mountains. I done um, I do uh, do horseback riding. I'll go up for for a couple of days, weekends up in the mountains, um, spending a lot of time in nature. Um, but no, not in my wildest dreams or, or or thoughts that I would ever end up in Antarctica. Not even six months ago, I ever thought twice about coming to Antarctica, and it's just. Uh, um, just, just, it's been a journey. It's just been an amazing journey. And has it lived up to your? What were your expectations and thoughts, and has has it met them? Yeah, I've 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 done it. I've done research. I've uh, I've went on uh, on on Google and and research and uh, all sorts. And then um, I would say yes, definitely uh, experiencing a back-to-back whiteout, uh, experiencing this vast open environment. Um, uh, experiencing extremes, cold weather, isolation, and then everything around it. So um, it, it's just an amazing continent. It's just amazing. Con- it's just, just everything's just so amazing. It's, it's snow. It's ice. It's glaciers. It's, it's rivers. It's blue ice. It's the uh, crevasses. It's, it's, it's really, really amazing. Love it a bit. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit the Adventure Podcast uk. As ever, if you've got an idea for a guest or want to give us feedback or just say hello, then you can email us at info at theadventurepodcast.co.uk and please do um, share this thing around and tell your friends and tell your family. I guess right now uh, it's as good a time as any to be listening to podcasts and interesting tales and exciting stories. And please, if you do enjoy the podcast, um, check us out on social media and leave a review on iTunes. They do make a massive difference to us.